Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. When you find yourself alone, feel like you could cry, cause the love you'd always know has just now say goodbye.
everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Elizabeth Lee within this house. Hi, Greg and Carl. How are you both doing? Why are you going to say Greg first this week? I can be said Greg first. Because you told me to when I messed it up in the beginning. So. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My God. Um, another interesting act, right? She's yeah. very 70s-ish to me, like sounding-wise. I kind of like that like musical interlude towards the end. I thought that was kind of cool. And I cool. thought the drummer was like intense. Yeah. He just yeah, went for pocket, stuff yeah. like he, he snared to the last part of the first chorus. And yeah. then like the toms on the last verse. It's like it was kind of like interesting drum choices. And, yeah. he, and he yeah, committed to them, man. And and, and in that interlude, you know, the guitars, is, it's kind of simplistic. So my ear immediately went to the snare, you know, and so I'm kind right. of like locked on the snare. I thought it was cool. I liked it. It reminded me of a little bit. That's how Ringo played. Oh, yeah. You didn't like do, do the, your basic like kick and snare and hi-hat and fours. And It's her and her dad that do this um, together. Right. Really? And I don't know if you remember this, Carl, but little fun fact, we actually found her. You found her while searching Spotify back in February and asked me to reach out to her. And we've been working with her ever since as she's just released her new music, which came out on July 14th. There you go. Yeah. See? Well, I've been thinking a lot about AI and how it's going to destroy certain segments of the <laughs> industry. And... Quite frankly, I mean, every artist that I hear now that's like putting forth the effort to put their brand or their stamp out there, they may be the last bastion of people that are going to be doing that. Because in five years, we might not be able to determine whether or not it's a real artist or whether or not it's a virtual artist. You're right. It's the total dumbing down of everything. Yeah. Like incidental music or like, you know, music for like, you know, for film and stuff like that. Like, you know, soundtrack music. Right. There's no need for that anymore. They can go, that's there's an go, app. That's going You can away. just go and Absolutely. like program it and it'll just pop it out like in two seconds. Absolutely. So Absolutely. for free. So all those guys recreating that music, they're done. Now, is it for free for free or like if someone were to. Well, they're paying for the AI. Yeah, but the company that the, is, is utilizing the AI technology to make that happen, don't they technically own the rights to it or no? The producer owns the rights in some instances. In others, they're paying a small it's fee. It's an app called AI Music App where you pay right. $6.99 a month. You tell it what you want it to, like, you know, spit out. Like I put down you know what though, guitar. Carl? With a lot of these, the terms of service on these AIs, it is unclear as to whether or not the service owns the copyright or whether you own the copyright because you're paying them six bucks. You know what we should do? We should do a new segment in a future episode called AI or Not. And we have you all kind of guess if it's an AI-generated song or if it's an artist-driven song. Oh, well, that will be relatively easy. Mm, I, I, even though not some of this stuff, you'd be honest. But um, I don't know. It's like... The future's here. It's scary. Right. What, what are we going to do? But I think that I think people, I, I think artists are still going to be artists, and I think they're right. going to work harder to actually be real. Maybe I'm wrong. All I know is I think it's the dumbing down, the watering down of music, because what's going to happen is people are not going to care as much if it's AI produced, as long as they like it. 
Well, it's true. I think that already happens with like the EDM crowd. I mean, I don't think they particularly care where the tracks are coming from. They just want to hear somebody mix. Right. True. You know. True. So, I don't know. I want, I've been trying to get out of the music business for twenty years. There is you're no still, music. And you're still here. There is no music business, Greg. <laughs> um, I think there is. I think it's just weird. So this kind of goes along with like what you were saying about like the dumbing down of music. But have you seen in the news this week about Luke Combs thanking Tracy Chapman for supporting his cover of Fast Cars? Of course she is because she's making money. <laughs> no, she didn't yeah. want it happening. She came out against it, right? Really? Even though they released it because they are able to because it's been previously released. Right. Uh, yeah, she came out like kind of not digging it. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's been doing anything lately, so I guess she could use the paycheck, right? Well, I don't know what kind of paycheck there is other than, she wrote it. you know, she maybe some performance. Yeah, I think she wrote 100% of it, so she'll make, if it goes number one, she'll make a few hundred grand on the performing. And I'll tell you something, not for nothing, just listen yeah. to it. Yeah. It's not even as good as the original. You know? <laughs> I feel no, like it's never it's, as good it's okay. as the original. I think it's cool. I mean, I... He did almost exact and just sang yeah, with his voice. Pretty much karaoke, yes. Yeah, so why bother, right? Like, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate these new guys. I'm sorry. I think you know, not only is the music business over, I think country, country music is over. Am I correct? Well, man, country is it's like... It's over. It, it, it is disheveled. It really is. I'll bring it up, too. There's a new Jason Aldean thing with his video. Yeah. For one, I watched the video. I don't know what they're up in arms about. It's a typical redneck American guns <laughs> stupid video. You know, it's it's no different than anything else. It's fine. I don't think it's gonna cause any more violence than anything else. You know, but I just got the biggest kick. The most genius thing I've heard in years is his wife, Jason Aldean's wife, came out on some stuff that was pretty politically charged, and somebody deemed her insurrection barbie i thought that was hilarious <laughs> it's pretty funny i think doesn't he realize though that whenever anybody boycotts or bans anything it becomes a 10 times bigger hit than it ever would have been yeah so basically he should just it now to figure out yeah why he should just shut up and it. just enjoy it you know it's yeah making it a- i have a friend that just 15 minutes ago posted on her page how do i get cmt to pull one of my songs right exactly yeah well, these artists always have, they've always pandered to kind of the lowest common denominator as far as small town, you know, kind of family value kind of stuff. That's evidently the way they view America. But, uh, you I know, don't think they America do. is supposed I really to be for don't, I really don't think they do. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. One, one day, right. I don't want to make this political, but... Everybody in America is an American, and that's it. And no one's any more American than anybody else. So I don't want to hear about it. So Yeah, but you won't hear that sentiment coming out of like 15 or 20 different traditional, quotes, traditional artists. I've been alive longer. It's more right. my country than right. his. So right. shut up. Right. 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 Anyway, right. what's well, next? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago I was complaining that couldn't afford to go to see a couple shows I wanted to go see. Yeah. Well, it happened again, and it happened even more weirdly because the show that I can't afford to go see is one of these outdoor lawn chair events, and they're actually getting 65 bucks a pop to go sit in a lawn chair and listen to this artist. Where is that? 
Under it's called Under the Stars at Cheekwood. It's all bougie. Uh, Greg. Well, Cheekwood's always been expensive. Greg. So you like yes. even even the haunted pumpkin well, you houses me that they $130 do. One hundred and thirty dollars. So I Greg, can go see this It's not that. It's just that you're cheap. <laughs> I well, guess no. I'm cheap. Okay. So for instance, one. Greg, I don't know. Just, Sixty-five dollars a ticket now. It seems reasonable today. It does, but to she, sit in a lawn chair. You, well, I guess you could do that for free at the fountains at Gateway when they do their free concert Correct. Fridays. So, do you have a lawn chair? Well, yeah, I have to purchase a lawn chair. That's another. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but it'll be three hundred bucks before I get out. You guys will get a kick out of this. The artist that I wanted to see that I won't pay sixty-five dollars for. Who? His name is Delvon Lamar, and he has an organ trio. Of course. So he's like the new Earl Gregory. (laughs) He's the new Earl Gregory. (laughs) Oh, man. What's his name? (laughs) Delmar Lamar. Check him out. I don't even know these people. Delvon Lamar, he's so badass. And I was absolutely flabbergasted that they hired him to come in. So I probably will end up coming off the 130 bucks, but... So what else? I got to meet our intern Maggie today. Hey. Yeah, she uh, ended up coming through Nashville for the day. If we had done the podcast in the afternoon like we normally do, she actually would have been on this episode, but we're going to push hers, obviously, because of other circumstances that happened. But she's very sweet, and she has formally accepted to also be our intern this fall, so that is exciting. Wow. So the fact that she's staying off for another whole semester, like, so what's wrong with her? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I question her decision-making. But, right. Well, yeah. she also, she's a big Taylor Swift fan, so... Oh, well, then, <laughs> then she's gone. And with that, we have mentioned it for this episode. Yeah. But you know, you know, the joke of it is, this is so true, though. I'm here, like, I put down Taylor Swift and all this stuff. If she called me tomorrow and wanted to co-write and put one of my songs on her, yeah, Taylor, I, I, I would jump at it. <laughs> I loved you for years. Yeah, you know, I, I, would, I would say, you know what? She's a really nice girl. <laughs> you know what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so full of baloney, man. Well, I, I do think that there's, we've not seen a work ethic like this in, you know, maybe this century. I mean, I know that to be true. You know how difficult it is to do what she does every night? It's extraordinary. I guess. It's like you it's guess? like Broadway times a hundred. I don't know how difficult it is, man. She's she's catered around. She's not really carrying anything. She's just to change clothes. Come on. <laughs> she, she doesn't have to do any cartage or anything. She doesn't <laughs> not carry it. They ask Keith Richards, man, like, how, how can you tour? Isn't it grueling touring at your age? He goes, no. I get a limousine to a hotel, a limousine to the stage, they hand me a guitar, I play, I get a limousine and go back to the hotel. Right. Yeah. What's so hard about what I'm doing? You know, $2,000 a night, $5,000 a night suite. Yeah, yeah he's, in, he's, in, he's in Learjets. You know, come yeah. on. It's, so, it's easy. <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems hard to me. I mean, particularly when you have to do all that marching in a skating outfit. It's uh... <laughs> Well, they said there was one comparison they made with her when it came to like her stamina and like she did this for three hours and nonstop movement and like some people can't even like get up the stairs to go like sit in the seats for the concert. So she's thirty yeah. years. She's thirty years old, and you know there's got to be an adrenaline rush of <laughs> of eighty thousand people screaming at you. So you, you, yeah. you you're working off that a little bit. Got to be a little of adrenaline, yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's rocking. So come yeah. on. Anyway, what else? Do we have any real information about anything? Or like, 
No, we just well, know the we, surface. We have about. more music from Elizabeth Lee if we'd like to listen to that. Let's do that. All right, let's play some music. All right, so we're going to listen to Elizabeth Lee's single, Regal. But before that, we're going to listen to our sponsor for the podcast this week, which is 9420. This episode is sponsored by the 9420 Podcast. That's right, we are sponsoring ourselves this week and encouraging you all to listen to the over 100 episodes we currently have in our rotation. Each episode features a new independent music artist who's looking to make it in this industry. For more information, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. sweet voice doesn't she i think that's why originally you sent her my way because she just sounds really yeah, cool. i don't know sweet and and there's a purity yeah there, you know and that one's kind of off center because it just ends abruptly like that it's kind of cool and i, I like the background vocal on that too that's her dad probably i, I think it I is, s- no it is her dad because they work together i saw her yeah. on tiktok i think mm-hmm. is where i saw her and i liked it about she, there was a sweetness to her i think is why i liked her you know like and and an authenticity, a realness. So there's one other topic that 
completely slipped my mind, but as we were listening to that song, it came back that we did not speak about, but it's kind of been a topic sort of beforehand. So we talked last week about the artists who were getting stuff thrown at them on stage. Right. But what do you guys think about <laughs> Miranda Lambert stopping her concert and like telling fans to stop taking selfies? It's stupid. Oh, it's just ridiculous. How could she, how could she do that? How does she care? I don't know. I, I, it was just very interesting. I think she that said that it was distracting to her. It's just prima donna crap. The guys are on stage doing it, but if you're in the audience turning around taking a selfie of her, if she's an artist distracted by that, then you're in the wrong business. There is a level of artistry where you don't even know the damn audience exists. Mm-hmm. You're talking to a guy who did that. That's me. Yeah. And all I know is I get on stage, hello, and then 45 minutes, an hour later, I'm off, and I don't even know what I did. I didn't even know who I yeah. saw. Right. I don't know how I said all right. the words, but I did it. Right. So, yeah, you're right. right. So if she's there seeing people taking selfies and getting distracted, then maybe she should go back to, like, rock and roll school or whatever she's well, doing. Well, and I, I think, yeah. too, she thought in the moment that she was doing something cool and taking a stand and yada, 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 but it backfired so poorly Yeah, experience the moment, all that bull. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. I totally get it. Well, on any note, we did speak to Elizabeth Lee because she answered our questions of the week. Okay. So the first question that we asked her is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Lee. Excited to be here today on the 9420 podcast. I'm a singer-songwriter from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I co-write and perform with my dad, Bobby, who's also here today. Hey, guys. Uh, Growing up, my dad was always playing music, writing songs, playing guitar, and I just remember being really fascinated by it. So as I got older, I started writing a little bit too. I was showing one of my first songs to my dad, and he just busted out this amazing harmony part, and it was so fun. So we started writing together after that. And he, you have a lot of songs from over the years that you haven't finished. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at writing half songs. Yes, yeah. So we're really excited to work together and we help each other finish our songs, which is really fun. This is our first year going into music full time. So we're very excited, have a couple of new singles in the works, one of them being our newest song, Regal, that we'll be sharing with you today in this podcast. So we're really uh, thankful to be able to write and perform together as a father-daughter duo. Thankful for you guys at the 9420 podcast for having us on your show. It's also really fun hearing the dynamic between Cole and Carl and Greg. Yeah, I love those guys. I love Nicole too. <laughs> Especially since we have the generational dynamic going on too. So anyways, thank you guys so much. Well, anybody who loves us, we... Well, that's right. Especially when We're I get a shout out because I very rarely yeah. do. It's mainly <laughs> Carl and Greg show with Nicole inserted. So. I didn't know they were from Indianapolis, old, old Indy. I actually Indy. think they're one of the first artists that we featured from that area. Yep. I don't think that's we featured anyone area, from Indiana. Actually. Really, really great area. I went to school my early years in DePaul University and in Greencastle. And then we used to go over to Indianapolis when we wanted to lay low. It's also cool. I like what he said about I I write a lot of half songs. That's kind of cool. Well, and I will say she's one of those artists where like her speaking voice translates so well into her singing voice. Right. Like she sounds the same. So right. it's also interesting that they're identifying as a father daughter act, if you will. There aren't a lot of those out there and people like them. People will follow them and listen. What's the next question we asked? The next question we asked them is what other music artists have inspired your career so far? 
That's a great question. And it's really interesting as we were both reflecting on it, we were kind of noticing that a lot of the artists that we love, it's not the musical style that we really write in. What, what do you think? Dan? Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. I mean, I when I grew up, I was listening to Ted Nugent and Black Sabbath, Aerosmith, and really loved all those you know rock bands back in the 70s. But probably more the style that I write music in is like Peter, Paul, and Mary or or uh, Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, or Brad. Dan Fogelberg was always one of my favorites. And even Randy Stonehill, if you know who he is, great storyteller. Yeah, and maybe even your songs kind of end up a combo that maybe some little bits of like Kansas or whatever has made its way into the work, you know. But yeah, I feel the same way. I think probably my biggest influence would be Jim Croce. I've loved him forever and his, his writing style and his chord progressions, finger picking. But definitely a combo of things, because I think my music's still kind of different from that. And then when we combine our music together, that's what's so cool. The eight track of that was really awesome, Jim Croce's Greatest Hits. Oh, okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those, I guess, would be kind of our musical influences. Yeah, I'm not hearing a lot of Sabbath. That's, <laughs> right. That's a very cool shout out to Jim Croce. He was an extraordinary writer right, and right. performer. And uh, I actually got to work with someone who was uh, his music publisher for numerous years. Her name was Diane Petty, and she worked for a company called Blending Well Music, and they published all of his work. And um, I was a huge fan in the 70s, and when I went to work for her in the 80s, late 80s or early 90s, it was cool to hear the stories about formulating all that great. Yeah, I loved I loved Operator, music. Time in the Bottle, that stuff. Oh man, I hated <laughs> Leroy Brown. That nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Those songs are amazing. They really are. Then we asked them the last and final question, right? We did. So they answered the question, which is, what is one service not offered right now in the music industry that indie music artists need? I think one of the greatest challenges right now for independent artists, you know, who don't have a label, would be that the playing field doesn't really seem level. So, for example, Spotify just released the new campaigns tab to help you in your marketing and come up with ideas to spread, you know, get your music out there. But you're not eligible unless you have so many listeners. And they really just make it hard for for artists that are starting off or who are independent to have the same options as kind of the big time artists. What kind of service would help with that, do you think? I think just having all the, you know, the platforms provide the same access to all the artists would be really helpful. Yeah, I like her, but I don't agree with her at all. It should be hard, you know, and you shouldn't have the same access as people who are more established. You got to do the work. I know it's difficult to be discovered these days, but you grow your social media little by little. You play around, you know, you, you do the work. And if you're good, and you're lucky, you grow. Am I right? I don't agree that it should be hard because here's what happens. Of course it's hard. No, no, here's what happens. So people used to be, they used to have these massive, massive audiences and they could gatekeep because they were trying to keep certain people out of their audience and uh, allow certain people to come in, and they started monetizing it. That's what, you know, the Ed Sullivan show is all about. You think it wasn't hard to get on Ed Sullivan? It was incredibly difficult. I just said, I just said. But Spotify has millions and billions of listens, but their audience is completely and totally fractured. They can't deliver you anything. 
other than being on the platform. That's just the way it is today. Well, I'm leaning in the middle of all of this and what she has to say. How can you lean in the middle? You, then you're standing straight. Yeah, so I'm standing straight. I'm standing right in the middle of this. But I do think that there needs to be a level of work that's been done to show, I don't know, maybe dedication or the fact that like you're serious about this and you're not just like trying to get like a viral hit and then if it doesn't work out, go away. But I do think that having some of the things opened up earlier and not necessarily have such a high standard could help artists like Elizabeth maybe get discovered a little bit easier by her audience that she's going for than having to get like, you know, 50,000 streams before that happens because some artists never get that because it's hard. So I'm kind of in the middle on this. I think that this is one area where artificial intelligence might provide artists with additional opportunities to be discovered. If somebody can figure out a way to point the artificial intelligence at these indie well, artists. It's funny, I just thought of in that. A unique way. Why is it artificial? Why isn't it just intelligence? Yeah, exactly. What's so artificial about it? Because it's well, going to be Well, it would be man made intelligence. So it would be MMI. What it should be is, what it should be is uncon- unconscious intelligence. Because that's what separates us. So is instead of AI, UI? Yeah. Artificial? UI. What's the definition of artificial? Yeah. Like fake? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's artificial intelligence. Right, it's a stupid it's probably, word. Probably uh, unconscious intelligence is better. I like man-made, it's so it's either MMI or UI. Man-made intelligence. <laughs> Non-man-made. Non-man-made. NMI. You could call it gaslighting. Oh, you can call it just the nerds getting their revenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on out of this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one more single by Elizabeth Lee called The Miners. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. in the woods she said my heart slows its beat my mind floods with peace she said Softness, the humming 